And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, June 20th edition. We got a seven-game early and a seven-game late slate. The early all is break down real quick because by the time you guys get this, it'll be starting in about an hour to two hours. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to go too deep into that. Your totals on your action for today. You got Tigers, Reds, 8.5. Braves, Blue Jays, 8.5. Cardinals, Phillies, 8.5. White Sox, Indians, 7.5. Dodgers, Cubs, waiting on the Ridley weather. A's, Padres, 8. Giants, Marlins, 7.5. So a lot of good pitching or the better pitching on this overall slate early on. When you get to the evening, it's Baltimore and the Nationals at 9. Brewers, Pirates, 8.5. Mariners, Yankees, 9. Red Sox, Twins, 9. Rays, Astros, 8. Rangers, Royals, 9.5. Mets, Rockies, 11.5. So, a little more offense later on. Pitching's not so great. Quick look at your weather on this early slate. Detroit, Cincinnati blowing out to left field about 11 miles an hour. Rain comes in later in the game. And then White Sox, Cleveland, slight chances of rain. So, keep an eye on those. When we talk about your early slate of action, Corey Kluber leads the way on the mound of $12,600 in a phenomenal matchup against the Chicago White Sox. We picked on the White Sox early and often. Clevenger was filthy last night, Bauer the night before. Kluber's in a phenomenal spot yet again. Uh, if you're paying up, you're paying up for Kluber. There's no questions asked. You move on from there. There's there's a game in Chicago between the Dodgers and the Cubs. Stripling, Lester, interesting matchup. Righties can hit Lester really good if the Dodgers put the right lineup out with Kemp and uh, Kiki and Turner and Grandal. And, you know, you go down the list, there's Puig, there's more and more and more. They have foresight. There, there could be a, a, a tough matchup for Lester. He's been really, really good this year. Uh, low two ERA. So if you want to go that direction, GPP wise, I can get behind it. But uh, it's a very risky play. And Ross Stripling, you know, ninety seven hundred bucks. You're getting a discount from the normal ten, eleven thousand. He's been of late. He's been outstanding. Uh, it's not easy facing the Cubs. So if you want to be a GPP contrarian play, Stripling is a good play for you there. But otherwise, there are other options to look at. When you go down a little farther. So I want to bring up Joey Lucchesi is making his return from the disabled list. He's $8,100. Uh, he had a rehab start where he threw, I think, about 45 pitches his last time out there. So be very careful with that. He still might go 70 75 but at that price tag, less than ideal. So keep an eye on Lucchesi going forward. Uh, you, you go down the list, you go below six, uh, 7K, and we got a handful of guys that I can get behind if you want to stack up some bats or pair with Kluber and move on. But you got Frankie Montas, 6700 bucks at the San Diego Padres. This is a guy I really like in this matchup. On the road, he's averaging over 20 points per game. He got beat up against Houston his last time out with a filthy in two starts against Kansas City and one start against Arizona. Been very, very good. Um, obviously, facing the Pirates team, it strikes out almost 26% of the time. Lots to like about Frankie Montas. We, we talk about the Padres all the time. Blackburn actually pitched really well yesterday. Um, only went, I think, five innings, but pitched really well for his price tag. Montas at 67, better pitcher than Blackburn, is in a great spot for you there. You got Jose Urania at 6,500 uh, against the San Francisco Giants. We had a Urania the last time out against uh, Baltimore. We did very, uh, he got 27 drafting points. He's a hit or miss guy, like we always talk about, which makes him get interesting for GPPs. Um, big time, he tries to work the ground ball as best he can, but it doesn't always happen that way. Uh, we know the Giants' offense can struggle. Day game after a night game, you maybe get a posy day off or a few other things. There are options to target against Urania, but if he's on, he can be very sneaky. Giants strike out 25% of the time. So keep an eye on Urania at 65. And the last guy I'll mention, we talked about Sal Romano yesterday. He got it done against the Tigers. And ideally, you know, you don't want to use arms in, in Cincinnati if you don't have to against 
okay offenses. Well, Detroit, they teeter on the edge of being an okay offense. You know, um, they have a team total of four, four, basically four. Lefty's 388, righty's 309. Then they have a sub 299 Woba and a 144 ISO against right-handed pitching. Uh, so Detroit does make it interesting to use a guy like Molly. Molly's better than Romano. Um, he's 6,300, so he's in play in a GPP. But my favorite's Montas. I think he'll be the favorite for many people. But that's where I'll be looking on this early slate of action. Um, Kluber, and then mac- matching him up with like a Montas, Urena, and Molly. If you want to be different, differentiate, you can go Lester or Stripling, something along those lines, and really get you what you need. Uh, when you look at bats, I'm just going to go real quickly here. You know, obviously, I like the uh, the Indians and their matchup against Ronaldo Lopez. Lefty's 344, righty's 359. So you got your usual suspects of Brantley and Kipnis and Ramirez up top. Um, Edwin's not even a bad movie. He does hit with a lot of power versus righties, and Lopez can give that up at times. If you want to be contrarian, you look at the likes of, you know, Chisholm and Seas at the bottom of that order uh, with the Indians, but they're going to be a popular play today, and they rightfully should be. When you look a little farther down on the slate, um, you look at the likes of, say, the Reds versus Michael Fulmore, left, he's 354, right, he's 332, in that ballpark, wind blowing out, great place to hit. A guy like Joey Votto's 4600 bucks. I uh, hit the grand slam yesterday thanks to uh, Castellanos, but he's definitely in play, and you can mix and match him. I don't mind uh, Duvall again. He came through for us yesterday. You got Suarez and Jeanette, and maybe Barnard gets the day game after a night game, still starts. But keep an eye on that lineup. Uh, Shebler in the outfield with some Winker. Definitely some Reds you can attack in that one. Um, the Phillies versus Waka. 30, uh, you got uh, lefties at 342, righties 379. A lot of power to righties against Michael Waka. So keep an eye on some of those guys. You know, I'm a big Odebell guy. Went deep again yesterday. I'm going to keep riding that wave. Carlos Santana went deep for us. Uh, the Phillies stack were great with Cesar Hernandez. They're all in play yet again. Don't sleep on Reese in this one. He could be a nice one. And then you'll have value in that one too with guys like Althera and company. So the Phillies can be another nice place to pivot to against Waka tonight or today. And then other than that, you got your likes of, uh, you know, if you want to be weird with Atlanta against J.A. Happ, his last couple starts, he struggled a little bit. Uh, Freeman can hit anybody, but Albies versus the lefty. You got the Flowers-Suzuki combo behind the dish. Culberson went deep and he was cheap yesterday. Some of those options in the, the Braves lineup can definitely come through for you there. Um other than that, that's about all I think I'm really looking to target. Detroit versus Molle, obviously, you can look at uh, with Castellanos, uh, Candelario, and those kind of guys. And then Miami and San Francisco. Miami versus Derek Holland. I definitely like a real Muto. Brinson's cheap. Maven's cheap. Castro's cheap. You get a lot of cheapies in this game to help you out. Brian Anderson's been swinging a good stick. So you get some options versus a guy like Derek Holland. And then if you want to go against Urania, I really like some uh, Alan Hansen. Panda's cheap, but Brandon Belt's another great uh, option in that one. Some left-handed sticks there. And then McCutcheon's hitting everything, so you can't sleep on that at all. But uh, that's your quick run-through of your seven-game slate. Now let's get popping on this uh, seven-game evening slate, which is not nearly as nice as that early slate when it comes to pitching. It's very, very rough. We already read you the totals in those games. The weather you're looking at, Seattle and the Yankees, there's about a t- uh, 25% chance of rain in that one. Milwaukee-Pittsburgh looks, looks like a good chance of rain in that one. And then Baltimore and Washington, a 30% chance of rain. So not good Bob, as they would say in the movies. It's, it's just not a good look when it comes to weather. When you already got a seven-game slate, you got Coors on the slate, and now you're already dinging us with chances of rain in the slate. This could be really, really ugly. 
When it comes to pitching on the slate, you start off your list with the top of the list. Charlie Morton's 12-2 at home against the Tampa Bay Rays, a Tampa Bay team we know that likes to strike out and strike out often um, at a clip of over 22% of the time. Morton, a 28% strikeout rate with a 52% ground ball rate. Things that look very, very nice. He bounced back nicely his last time out at the 24.7-point uh, performance after a couple hiccups earlier this season. But he makes for a really nice spot against Tampa on a slate where pitching is not great. Gio Gonzalez at 10-2. Interesting player versus Baltimore. He faced him earlier this year. 7-2-3, 6 hits, no earned, 3 Ks, 22.5 DraftKings points. You know, Gio's the guy people love to clown on. He's he's uh, not usually an overachiever. His last two starts at Toronto and against the Giants have been really bad. In his last three starts, he's given up three or more, but he's gotten strikeouts in that uh, three, three earned run start. But prior to his last two starts, he was basically a 22-point guy for like, seven of his like six of his seven starts he's very very good he's facing a baltimore team that uh strikes out 22.2 percent of the time versus left-handed pitching geo's got his 23 percent k rate baltimore's got a total of 3.7 on this slate it is the lowest on this slate lefties 227 righties 332 versus geo and yes there are a lot of righties in that baltimore lineup but uh below average 293 woba versus lefties and 134 iso the uh the baltimore offense just is very tilting. Very, very tilting. So there are some scary spots in that lineup, but Geo will go super low owned on this slate. If you want to be different, he's a way to go. And then David Price, 9,700 at the Minnesota Twins. It's kind of a catch-22 having no uh, no Miguel Sanooks. He lose all those strikeouts, but he does have some power versus lefties. You got David Price, three straight starts of uh, 21 or more DraftKings points. Uh, four, five of his last six of 21 or more. You know, six of his last seven of 19 or more. He's been very, very consistent, very, very good. Uh, strikeouts have been there for Price, striking out about 24%. And Minnesota strikes out about 24% of the time versus left-handed pitching. When you look at the Twins, their team totals 4.2. Lefties 288, righties 328. It's weird with the Twins team, though, that you think can hit lefties good, at least in the past. They have a 303 Woba that's just about average, barely average, because 300 is average. And then a 131 ISO, well below average. Very, very poor power production versus left-handed pitching when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. So a guy like David Price at 9700 bucks could be a nice way to, to still get a very solid pitcher on the mound without paying the 12-2 for Morton and still get some bats later in the start. People are going to look at Joey Lasagna against the Seattle Mariners at 8300 bucks. The kid was very, very good his first time out. No higher than that. Domingo Herman was outstanding his last time out. Uh, Lasagna got 23 points, 91 pitches, and five innings pitched. He walked four and struck out six. Walks are going to be a, an issue with him at times. Uh, he could be a good play. 8,300 is not ideally what I'd like to spend for him. On this slate, you can look at him. I'm not going to say he's out of play. He's definitely usable on this slate. We saw Domingo Herman strike out the world, but uh, I'm not running to play Lasagna by any means. I wish he was in the 7K range, but at 83, it makes you think and, you know, pick your poison. Chad Cool, 7,200 bucks. At home against the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, if we know Cool can get smoked by lefties. You know, they have the Brewers, Eric Thames, um, Travis Shaw, Johnny VR, Christian Yellick. They have a lot of good lefties. They've been quiet in this series this year. And Milwaukee, or uh, Cool has faced Milwaukee once, seven innings, one hit, nowhere in eight Ks for 17 points. He's a hit or miss guy. So it's a GPP type play, or you want to just take, a, you know, a, a hopefully a 15 plus point game and load up on bats. And that's where you look at a guy like Cool. Milwaukee does strike out 25% of the time versus lefties. 
They have a team total of 4.3, uh, 320 Woba and a 164 ISO. So you uh, good pitcher's ballpark, which does help cool in this matchup. You go down to a guy, you go below 7K now to a guy like Brent Suter, 6,500 bucks. I keep mentioning him week in and week out. Um, he's not flashy at all, but 19, 16, 3, 16, 3, 18, 3, 21, 2, 23, 2. Had a hiccup against at Colorado, big deal. Then 16, 9. He's been outstanding for over a month now. Uh, really, really good at 6,500 bucks. He's not overpowering. He throws a ton of fastballs, so there's going to be a blow up start coming eventually somewhere. Maybe it's tonight. But when you look at, uh, the, the big-time stats, Pittsburgh strikes out 20% of the time. Nothing flashy, but nothing horrible. They have a team total of 4.2. Lefty's 325. Righty's 334 versus Brent Suter. Um, and a little above average Woba and ISO against the lefty. So there's stuff to like about Pittsburgh, but stuff to like about Suter also. At that price tag on the slate, we're going to want to get Coors and other aspects into this game. 6500 bucks is definitely in play for you. So that wraps up your pitching that I'll be looking at. And if something else uh, opens up, join us in the Slack chat. I'll do some more morning breakdown in the Slack chat once lineups come out as well. So come join us there. Just ask for an invite. Hit up the Sports DJs DMs or hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick and we'll take care of you there. But um, recapping your pitching, Charlie Morton up top. You got Gio at uh, 10-2 and then David Price at 97. You can go lasagna if you want to. I'm not running to do it. And then you look at guys like Chad Cool and Brent Suter down below. So it's going to be interesting. I think I'm going to do like a price and suitor lineup and kind of walk away from there. Let's head to the bats on this slate. At the catcher's position, you know, you got Evan Gaddis who's crushing everything. He's 4,300 versus a guy like Eovaldi, which I don't hate. Um, and then you got uh, Gary Sanchez versus King Felix at 4K. It's very, very interesting to say the least. But then you, you slide down a little farther. If you are fading suitor, a guy like Francisco Cervelli at 38 is a good play there. He does hit lefties really well. But I'm looking at guys like Salvi Perez against Austin's Bibbins Dirks at 3,700. The Royals become a very attractive play on a slate like this against uh, a Bibbins Dirks who's not very good at baseball. Uh, Royals have a 4.9 total. Lefties 376, righties 384 versus Bibbins Dirks. And I'll be I'll be honest. I know you guys are probably going, Bubba, why do you keep recommending the Royals and the Tigers? I mean the, the Rangers. Like guys, it's baseball. These guys are just shitting the bet on us here. These are phenomenal matchups in a phenomenal hitting environment, not named Coors Field. That's how you win GPPs. When one of those things pops off, you go for it. Like the Phillies went off yesterday. The the Braves actually won people GPPs last night. Not the Rockies, not the Mets, the Braves. So you, when you when you get those ones that pop off, you got to be different on a Coors slate. And you go back to the Royals well. They're not sexy by any means. But a guy like Salvi is definitely in play. And something to mention when you're looking at the Royals tonight, uh, Kinner Falafa of the Rangers is making his first ever start at catcher. Maybe the kid is somewhere good and he's been amazing and I have no idea, but you're going to have to expect guys running. Whit Merrifield likes to run. Alberto Mondesi is going to be a cheapie. We'll talk about He'll be able to run. Maybe Apollo Orlando cracks the lineup again. So if you're looking for uh, interesting angles, especially value in the Royals lineup, guys that can steal against the Rangers will be someone to definitely take a look at. But back to your catchers, after a guy like Salvi Perez, you know, you got, um, you got uh, Eric Kratz at 3,400. If he's in the lineup, he gets home runs all the time for the Brewers, it seems like, because that's what it feels like. But Tom Murphy against Lugo and Coors at 37 is interesting. Uh, Brian McCann against Neovaldi at 32. You can definitely look at that one. little power aspect to that. Maybe a, uh, 
a Mitch Garver at 28 if you want to be contrarian versus Price. You could look there. A Manny Pena at 27 is in play as well. And other than that, you'll see a couple guys pop up, but nothing. Um, maybe a, a wins for Baltimore. It's 2400 bucks. He usually plays against lefties. So if you're not using Geo and you want a punt catcher, wins at 24 is a guy you can definitely take a look at. Uh, when you go to the first base position, you got Eric Thames versus Cool at 5K is not bad at all. But you got Desmond and Coors. You got Flores and Coors. Those are both options. But a guy like Gurriel at 41 versus Evaldi is something you can definitely take a look at. When you're looking at the Houston Astros lineup, they have a 5-2-5 total. Lefty's 379. Righty's 238 versus Eovaldi. Um, so Gurriel, given he's a righty, he hits them very, very well. And you're not usually playing Gurriel for homers. You're playing for him to drive in runs. He's in the middle of that powerhouse lineup. So 4,100 for Gurriel is, is worth a look. A guy like Greg Bird against King Felix is also in play for you there. You got a Yankees team with a team total of 515. Lefty's 394, righty's 340. So Greg Bird, if he's in a favorable spot in that order, and even if he's not, it'll make you different if, you st- if you're stacking the other spot in the order. But Bird at 41 can be very interesting. You know, he's not lighting the world on fire 4, 4, 3, 9, 5, 19. But he can run into one, so you don't run to play him, but he could be a difference maker at 4,100. You slide down to a guy like Joey Gallo. We talk about Jake Junis. He's a fly ball guy, and when the fly balls are going bad, he gives up multiple homers when he pitches. Multiple. So you look at a, a Texas Rangers team with a 4.6 total. Lefty's 306, righty's 354. But a guy like Gallo, like I say it every time, boomer bust power at 3,900. You slide on down, maybe a um, Marvin Gonzalez at 37. Man, he's, he's climbed up the price tags, but he's in play at 37. Um, a Josh Bell switch hitting at 35 versus Suter is worth a look. If you need to go there with Trey Mancini at 32 versus Geo as a punt play is in play for you as well. And then you got Hunter Dozier at 3K for the Royals. If he's hitting fifth in that order against another cheap piece of the puzzle, you can definitely go to get because when it comes to the Mets and the Rockies for playing Coors, they really don't have a great first baseman. You, you know, you like Desmond when he's facing a lefty, not so much a righty. And you can play Desmond in the outfield if you have to. So you can play a cheapy like Dozier, a cheapy like win behind the plate, play a price and, um, Suitor pitching staff, and you'll have tons of money to put in the rest of your lineup if you want to. I'm not saying that's the way to go, but that's a way to uh, get you all the coolers you want if you want it. Second base, you got Altuve in play as usual. LeMahieu's not bad at 47, but I'd rather go to a guy like uh, Asdrubal Cabrera at 45, uh, 44. I like him outside of Coors. He's playing really well right now in Coors, so you take advantage of that. Guy like Josh Harrison at 4K versus Suter. You got Whit Merrifield at 39, I mentioned. Could be a nice nice play for you there. Steal some bags maybe. Uh, if, you're, if you're fading price, Brian Dozier's 3,600. We know his career power versus lefties is something to look at. Jonathan Scope's been horrible, but in his career as well, tons of power versus left-handed pitching, so he's 3,300. Something to look at there. And then Adalberto Mondesi, I mentioned him earlier, second base shortstop. All this guy does is steal, steal, steal. He's got to get on base first, obviously, but he's a stealing machine. He's 3,200 bucks for the uh, Royals. Second base shortstop. Should run a ton on Kenner Falafa. So keep that in mind. Uh, if Neil Walker gets to start for the Yankees, first base, second base, only 3,200. That's a nice cheap piece against uh, King Felix. And then Hernan Perez at 3,200 versus Cool is another nice cheapie you can take a look at there in, uh, in their matchup. Over to third base, you got Arenado at 57. He's great. We loved him yesterday for obvious reasons, and he paid off big time for us. So did Trevor Story. But uh, you got Bregman at 5K is not bad. If you are fading David Price, Eduardo Escobar is a solid play at 4,700. Uh, Anthony Rendon at 41, I absolutely love. Lefties, righties, doesn't matter. He came through for us yesterday. Told you I loved him at 39. He got a 16 points. 
That's his third straight double-digit output. Uh, very much like uh, liking Anthony Rendon tonight against Kashner. Then you got Moustakas against Bivens Dirks. Another phenomenal look for you there. Don't hate that at all. So third base, you can definitely pay down if you need to. You got a guy like uh, Rafael Devers at 39 starting to slowly heat up. He's gone double digits in four of his last five, six of his last seven games. He's got six or more in nine of his or, or eight of his last nine. So he's playing really, really good, heating up finally, like we said he would. He's 3,900 versus a guy like Lance Lynn. He can be a nice low, lower owned third base option for you there. So the thing is with pitching so bad this, this tonight, there are definite options outside of Coors Field that you can't attack. As we scroll down a little farther, uh, Miguel Andahar went deep yesterday. He's a GPP type look at 39. Uh, Kyle Seeger versus Lasagna at 37. I don't hate as a contrarian option. Adrian Beltre at 36 can always run into one. So a lot of options here at the third base position. Uh, Danny Valencia, a guy that will be in the lineup for his lefties at 3,300. Another guy you can look at for Baltimore. I don't really look to target Geo, but uh, you never know. Maybe they pop off against Geo and you make all the monies. But uh, something to think about there. Shortstop, you got Trevor Story at 55. I like him still, even though it's not a lefty, but he's, he's still a decent play. Gene Segura at 51's in play versus Lasagna. I think the Seattle's, Seattle plays slash stack could be interesting because everyone's in love with Lasagna, and he, he could be really, really good, and maybe he shuts him down, but no one's going to own Seattle at all, especially those price tags. Uh, you got Machado versus Gio at 48. It's very, very nice. Didi at 48 versus Hernandez is very, very nice. Trey Turner gets Trashner at 47. All options. Mentioned Escobar already. All in play for you. You slide down. You got Jerkson Profar cooling down a little bit after that hot, hot start. But he's 4K versus Junis. Not horrible. Up top, 4K and above is loaded, as you'd expect. You got Ahmed Rosario and Coors at 35. I like to go there. And even Jose Reyes at 34. I, I don't really like Jose Reyes a ton, but he's super cheap if you need to go that direction. I'd rather uh, <clears throat> I'd rather play Rosario if you're going to play one of those two, if either of them. Uh, and then again, Alberto Mondesi at 3,200 is in play for you. When you really go down, uh, Adrianza at 31 is a punt versus um, price is another option. But if you're going to go cheap and short, go Mondesi. That's where I'd go. When you head to the outfield, you got Betts, of course, versus Lynn. He's definitely in play. Blackman versus Lugo at 58 is not bad at all. Bryce Harper at 54 I can get behind. J.D. Martinez. Uh, Eddie Rosario actually gets lefties with some pop at 52, so he's an interesting option for you there. But I love Brandon Nemo at 5000 Still too cheap. Or Nemo. I'm going to keep calling him Nemo. I don't care. But Nemo at 5000 Ben Benintendi's not horrible at five k. Uh, you got the Bash Brothers and Stanton and, and uh, Judge. So the obvious one's up top at five. But Nemo at five k in Coors is outstanding. Looking forward to it at 48 Chews up the 4900 and he's earned it. He keeps getting it done. So don't sleep on him. Super low owned. Um, Juan Soto's only 46 versus Kashner. He's in play for you in that matchup. Cargo's only 45 versus Lugo. He's definitely a guy to give a good look at as well. When you slide down more, a Starling Marte at 43. If you're not using Suter, you can do that one. Mazzara at 42 versus Junis is a very nice play as well. He got us nine points last night. He came up with a lot of chances. He's hitting in the middle of that. He's hitting cleanup right now for Texas, so that's a, a good one to look at there. Gerardo Parra is only 4K in Coors against Lugo. Uh, Aaron Hicks told you I loved him versus a lefty last night. He's 4K versus Hernandez. He went deep last night. So keep an eye on uh, Hicks. He's swinging it well. Nine and a half points on average his last 10. Three straight double, uh, 17 or more point games. Really swinging a good stick. And King Felix is not very good at baseball. He's, he's pretty pretty washed, folks. So as you can tell, lots of options outside of Coors. Uh, Whit Merrifield at 39. Talked about him. You got Gallo at 39 we like as well. Um, 
Vlino to Shields at 38 could be an interesting play. He's been playing well. It sucks. He's batting ninth. But another nine points last night. He's averaging 10 points on his last 10. 9, 8, 25, 12, 7, 2, 4, 9, 6, 7. So he's been very, very good at his price tag of uh, 3800 bucks. A little farther down we look, you got the likes of Marvin Gonzalez. Talked about him briefly earlier. Um, ben Gamble at 35 could be a cheapie in that Seattle lineup, especially if they mix it up every now and then. They put him towards the top when guys get days off. So that could make uh, him much more intriguing. Uh, you got a guy like J.J. Redick, or not J.J. Redick, that's basketball. Josh Redick at 3,400 is a guy you can look at. Adam Jones at 34 does hit lefties well. Facing off with Geo if you're, if you're kind of punting down below there. I mentioned Trey Mancini earlier at 32. Uh, Max Kepler actually has decent numbers versus lefties also at 3,200 bucks. So if you are fading Price, you got some twins that could uh, help you out there indeed. But I like Price. He's going to have a blow up from time to time, but he's in a good spot. Alex Gordon, 31 versus Bivens Dirks. Another punt in the Kansas City game you can look at. Kevin Kiermeyer's back. He's only 3K. I'm not looking to target Morton. But Kiermeyer's a cheapie that can steal some bags if you want to run that way. Other than that, you know, Robbie Grossman, 2800 bucks versus lefty. He's a guy we like to target. Sean Rodriguez, outfield shortstop eligible for Pittsburgh. He's 2800 another guy we like to use for uh, lefties. So a couple cheapies you can definitely target when you're looking at those ones. So recapping your pitching real quick on the late slate. You got Morton, Geo, and Price up top. And then down below, you got Cool and Suter. You can go Lasagna in the middle if you want to, but there's really not a ton to go run and really, really like. Let's talk about your BVP on this, this uh, full day of action. You, know, you got Teoscar Hernandez, two for three with two homers, career. It's Animal Sanchez, short, small sample, but it works. Kendris Morales, 10 for 31, two doubles and a homer. Uh, Nick Marcakis, five for 16, two doubles against J.A. Happ. Mikel Franco, 4 for 12, 2 doubles. Odubel Herrera, 4 for 13, 2 doubles against Michael Waka Waka Waka. Tommy Pham, 5 for 11, 2 doubles and a homer versus Jake Arrieta. Uh, St. Louis against Arrieta could be interesting as well today. Something to kind of keep an eye on, see how that lineup pans out. Jose Abreu, 16 for 47, 3 doubles and 5 home runs against Corey Kluber. He's had some ownership on the Klubot. Uh, Kiki Hernandez, 4 for 14 of the, of the triple and 2 homers versus Leicester. Bellinger and Kemp have both taken Lester deep. Uh, you got the Miami-San Francisco game. I do like Alan Hansen. He's one for one with a triple. But McCutcheon, four for eight. Someone you can definitely take a look at in their matchup for you there. As we slide on down in this matchup, uh, again, McCutcheon, four for four for eight. Uh, Starling Castro, four for nine. Two doubles and a homer versus Derek Holland. Uh, Brett Gardner, 13 for 36. Two doubles and a homer versus King Felix. Giancarlo and Neil, Neil Walker have also taken him deep. You got Trey Turner, 2 for 5, with a triple in their matchup versus Andrew Kashner. Uh, Daniel Murphy, 6 for 12, with a double and a homer. Anthony Rendon, 5 for 12, with a homer. Bryce Harper, 5 for 11. Reynolds has taken him deep as well. Uh, against Gio, Caleb Joseph, 4 for 7. Danny Valencia, 5 for 12, with a double. Mancini, Ricard, Trumbo, and Jones have all taken Gio Gonzalez deep. Uh, the farther down you go, you got Orlando Arcia, 5 for 12 with a double. Uh, Travis Shaw, 3 for 9, 2 doubles versus Cool, uh, But no one's taking him deep from the, the Brooker, which is very, very interesting. Um, when it comes to the Reds, uh, the Twins versus the, uh, David Price, you know, Dozier's only hitting 222, 8 for 36, but 3 doubles and 2 homers. So he gets the extra base hits when he gets it done. Josh Reddick, 5 for 11 versus Nate Eovaldi. Evan Gattis, 6 for 20 with a homer versus Eovaldi. Uh, Carlos Gomez, 6 for 16 with a homer versus Charlie Morton. Wilson Ramos, 5 for 13 at, uh, against Charlie Morton. 
And that'll about do it on your quick hits on this slate. So it's it's an interesting one. Seven game early, definitely more pitching. Got your bats to pick from. But on the late slate, tons of hitting options. Pitching not so great. And you got Coors Field in play, so a lot to look at there. Check us out online at thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. You got the Travelers Champion uh, teeing off tomorrow. Always pressing DFS podcast with myself and Jesse available. Jesse's got his PGA picks out. We'll have um, the OAD picks for you and much, much more today. So go check all that out on the site. You got some great work by Andrew McClintock uh, with his top players to keep an eye on under uh, low ownership. Brian Craze coming out with his first article today as well. We have much, much more coming up at these sports DJs. The World Cup's off and popping, and Francisco's got you covered. So go give us a look. I'm on Twitter at BDintrick. If you need an invite to the Slack, feel free to ask. Tons of good stuff going on in there. But until then, good luck on your seven-game early, seven-game late uh, slate today. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, June 20th edition. I'm out.